Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I'm Kami JC, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest or guests. Yeah, Aww. multiple. <laughs> it is episode 108 of the Weekly Cooldown. It is October 23rd and it is also the three year anniversary of this goddamn show. So here we are. <laughs> Three whole years of me doing gaming news <laughs> for you guys. Um, so we're going to skip all the headlines. This is going to be kind of a more relaxed show. Um, we've got some cool little segments to do. Um, but uh, as always, we have to introduce and get to know our guests. So, to begin, we are going to start with all three of my guests uh, in some some f- fashionable order, uh, introducing themselves. So, Do you want us to arm wrestle for it? I guess that could be fun, right? Ooh, Sam spoke first. I think he goes first. Who's, oh, who's? okay. Uh, my name is Sam, and I'm here to say I like to stream in a major way. Uh, oh, no. You're welcome. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Jesus. Sam. I am... Do we go full name here? Uh, if you want. <laughs> I am... Yeah, I'm Sam. You can call me Sam. That's fine. I'm Speed Dad on Twitch. Uh, I don't I don't know how to introduce myself, I guess. Okay. <laughs> well, Speed Dad is uh, also a wonderful friend who... Uh, a friend of the show, I'll say. Uh, hasn't been on the show, but this is his debut appearance, so he's a friend of the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, speed that on Twitch, uh, and is part of a wonderful Discord community that we will, actually all three of these people are, uh, that we will talk about in a, but a moment. Uh, Carl, why don't you go next? Sure. Uh, hi, my name is Carl, uh, on most online things. I think I go by Vulgartron, uh, including on Twitch. Uh, just started streaming in the last few weeks and it's been a fun little learning experience. Um, yeah, uh. I don't know, video gamer, uh, uh, online personality of zero note. Uh, <laughs> I think Not that's yet. about it. <laughs> Not yet. True, true. Nowhere to go but up. <laughs> John. Um, hi, I'm John. I uh, do not have a Twitch channel, and uh, I have social media that no decent person should follow. Um, I am basically your standard... No good layabout that plays a lot of video games. That's all and, we ask. Uh, that's pretty much it. We don't ask a lot here at the that's week. That's my life. <laughs> yeah, as long as uh, you are a, at least a standard layabout who plays video games, you're welcome here. Yeah, I, I do want to point out that uh, John has the best name on Twitch, which is Resting Twitch Face, which was extremely topical oh. like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and amazing. now it's just mine forever. I love uh, it. Yeah, you hold on to that tightly. Yes. And- <laughs> Never let it go, because there's some someone out there who might be basic who wants that real bad. It's going to come around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like all fashionable things. Give it another decade. That meme will be right back. <laughs> there we go. Um, all these friends I have here are from the Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Shark Tank. Um, who wants to describe what the shark tank is? I was going to make a shark sound, and then I realized that sharks don't make sound. Sharks so. don't make sound, yeah. Uh, so basically, we are uh, three millionaires. Uh, okay. People come and they pitch 
uh, inventions and and cool ideas to us. Uh, we commit tax fraud because we don't actually have money, but we do find funding for them somehow. There you go. <laughs> uh, Sam's the asshole one. Uh, Carl is the nice one, and I'm the wacky one. Wow, <laughs> that sounds there right. Must be a wacky one. Yeah, as as part of my role as the nice one, I think I have to explain what we actually are, uh, <laughs> uh, which is going to get convoluted. Uh, so yeah, imagine a bunch of people brought together through the medium of Twitch uh, from all over the world, uh, but you know, kind of united by a uh, you know a fandom of uh, John Patrick Cohen, JPC, uh, who's a comedian uh, based out of Chicago right now, who started streaming Witcher Three. Uh, and then has moved on since to a bunch of other stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a tight knit group of people who you know um, at the start of quarantine I think realized uh, how much we all had in common, mm-hmm. uh, sort of coalesced into a community and uh, still going strong. So yeah, right. Um, kind of a degrees of separation here. Those of you who may have stuck around after listening to the Adderall Fi episode probably know J- uh, John Patrick Cohen from uh, Hey Riddle Riddle. Um, that is kind of where I poached Adderify from, more or less. <laughs> I've been listening to, uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Adderify, uh, standboy as it were. Um, but yes, so I also am kind of a part of the Shark Tank and I got to know these three, uh, but just by hanging out and sticking around, <laughs> watching by the chat. sheer reputation. Yes. <laughs> It has been wonderful to chat with you, and I'm glad to have you all here on the show. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you've been playing and streaming lately. So, Sam, what have you been up to? Uh, so, I kind of got my start. Uh, I'm super into uh, what are what's called Kaizo Mario, which is uh, player-made Mario games based off of Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. They're extremely hard. They're extremely precise. Uh, I love them. Uh, I always say that uh, if I'm that stressed out about Mario, I can't be stressed out about anything else, uh, which is why I love to play them so much. Sure. But uh, lately, uh, because of crazy technical issues, I've had to uh, stream exclusively from my Xbox, which has been a cool challenge. Uh, mm. But I started speedrunning Little Nightmares, and I'm currently 18th uh, on console, Ooh. which is pretty cool worldwide very worldwide. good very good didn't know we had a speedrunner in our present <laughs> not a good one <laughs> uh carl how about you uh so the like the two games that have been really holding my attention lately uh that i have been streaming actually uh one of them is uh, deep rock galactic uh mm-hmm. it's kind of like a minecraft meets I don't know, like squad based kind of mission based uh, game where you're all like dwarves on an alien planet mining stuff like, yeah, sci fi versions of dwarves. Um, it's by this like really small Danish studio and, and I guess has taken off more than they uh, had hoped. And uh, I'm very glad for that because, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's it's, you know, a lot of um, procedurally generated like underground cave areas from like different biomes and it just gets like what a, visually really cool what a great concept of dwarves in space <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and like a big part of it is you have different tools for traversing your environments you could have like a giant sheer cliff and you're like well i could literally create a platformer where i build platforms or i could drill right through it using a, a power driller stuff and yeah it's it's kind of cool seeing people interact and like the way that they like problem solve that mm-hmm. um, so that's neat and then as like a more single player experience, I've been playing Alien Isolation, 
uh, which mm. is, you know, it's, it's a few years old now. Um, I'm kind of digging back into the repertoire of things that I never got to try. And it being spooky season, I really wanted a game that would be spooky. And I started streaming it because I'm also a wimp. Uh, and having friends go. around makes me feel way less scared of the xenomorph. <laughs> I, I know that feeling completely as I... I normally play scary video games alone, um, but ha- I, I know that having someone watching and someone to possibly be scared with you makes things just that much better. Mm-hmm. John, what have you been playing? Well, uh, as the resident old man of the group, I will have to go to a throwback game. Uh, oh, boy. Farmville. Farmville wow. on Facebook and Mafia, too. <laughs> no, Farmville's canceled. Uh, they canceled themselves. Did they? <laughs> they, they yes. De- they deserved it, I'm sure. <laughs> um so I had completed XCOM 2 for the first time uh, a few months back, and I had really restoked my love of uh, turn-based uh RPG and strategy kind of stuff. And I had Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. but it's so intimidating to crack and like having three kids sinking 60 hours into that game. Uh, yeah. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. That thing may sit there on open forever. The curse of the adult. Yeah. It's pretty shitty. So I got on the PS now service and discovered an old series called wild arms. Mm -hmm. And uh, is anybody familiar with it? Oh yeah. Love that. Okay, Sam knows it. Yeah, so I picked up Wild Arms 3, and it is, I mean, it is very much Final Fantasy. In particular, uh, the sprites and stuff are very Final Fantasy 7, but it's all in a Western setting. Yep. And it's, uh, your weapons are only guns, and you can upgrade them. You pretty much keep the same one. You can upgrade it over the course of the game. But the magic system is really interesting. The way they handle magic and casting is really cool. Um, I just, I've been shocked by how much I've been enjoying it. It is really shocking to go back sometimes and discover a game you probably never heard of before. And then, you know, despite it being pretty dated, you're still like, this is, this is all right. I could get into this. Yeah, yeah like it was thick. really filling a, a, a niche that I had been, like, wanting. It's very American of you. <laughs> Isn't it, though? It's interesting that, like, games get, you know, like, I don't know if there's quite a piece of media, I guess maybe film, that's, like, it's so much of its time, but, like, games are so limited by and defined by the hardware that they're on that, like, sure. they really do, like, often not hold up in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting to kind of go back and be like, nope, this still rocks. So, oh, well, I will say the puzzle solving mechanic has the interaction button and the hold to dash button. <gasps> Quick time events. Nice. On, on the X button. And the problem is when you're doing puzzles and having to drag blocks around, you have to approach the box and be facing it perfectly straight on and then hold X to grab it. Mm-hmm. If you were even like two degrees angled one direction or another and you hold down that X button, 
you sprint off in whatever direction, off a ledge, <laughs> into some lava, you know, one of those good old old-fashioned game goose. Yeah, necessarily mm-hmm. precise uh, positioning. Oh, Lord. Love it. Love it. We do love it. <laughs> we do love it. Well, uh, as a kind of theme for this uh, third anniversary episode, we are going to answer some questions from listeners. All kinds of listeners. I got big ones, tall ones, etc. Uh, some as big as your head. Only big and tall. Only big and tall. Um, so we're going to go over um, some things that I... Well, I didn't actually really ask you. I said, anything you wanted to ask, you can ask it. Oh, and boy, boy you, you all came up with some doozies. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go through these questions. Um, and we're going we're gonna to have a good time. Um, let's actually start with our voice clip question so only one person sent in a voice clip and i'm very happy to hear that uh but uh yeah so we have a uh voice submission from uh well they're known in the shark tank as orange um but they are known on the voice clip thing that that uh, uh took took the voice clip as brett so Without further ado, let's listen to Brett's voice clip. All right, here's the question. Sam, I saw you leave electrical just before the lights went out. Carl, I'm pretty sure that you appeared pretty quickly from that hallway where I know there's a vent. John, you really did report that body really quickly. Which one of you is the imposter? Um, okay, so uh, who wants to answer Brett's question? Well, I'll, I can go first here because okay. I can tell you right now, I'm still very new to the game and I was just sitting there trying to figure out my map for a long time. And, you know, it's really hard to figure out where some stuff is. So, you know, uh, that's all that was. I don't understand what's so suspicious about it, but these mm-hmm. other two are definitely sus. Mm, sus. Sus, yeah. Uh, I have been on the right side of the ship the entire time. I never left O2 in <laughs> navigation, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, man. <laughs> Tensions are rising. Sam? Uh, yeah, I've just been uh, running at these walls really fast, and my bean body's been bouncing all over the damn place. So, uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> great, great, great. Okay. Three very uh, semi-descript, but still confusing answers. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh... I'm sorry, Brett. I, I I hope that answered your question because I I think that's all you're gonna get out of these three. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll let the listeners decide. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, listener, if you wouldn't mind, you tell me who's sus here. Uh-huh. You tell us who's sus. <laughs> we'll decide together, and then we'll vote them off. And who knows? Maybe we'll be right. Maybe the answer may shock you. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, thank you, Brett, for that question. Truly appreciate that. We love, uh, we love among us. We stand among us. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to our next question sent in by Martin Spookcat or M Freepaw at, uh, on Twitter. Um, what is something that wasn't designed to be creepy and or spooky in a video game, but still gives you the wiggies? Um, if I could take this one first, cause I've been thinking about it for like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, um, I, I think I've told this before, but when I was younger, first playing Super Mario 64, um, me and my brother would kind of like tag team it together and he would 
take one level and I take the other. And one night he was out and I decided I would, you know, just forge on ahead. And mm-hmm. I came up the stairs from like the water levels. Um, and Big Boo was in the hallway. <laughs> and I remember looking at Big Boo for like five minutes. And then with somewhere within the sixth minute, I decided that's fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of like tossed my controller on the ground and just like bolted out of my room. <laughs> I had to get my mom to come turn off the console for me. I was not playing that game anymore. And I had to get my brother to do the entire level. Um, and it turns out later, like you, you don't just get over that kind of thing because <laughs> later <laughs> when the 3DS version came out, I thought, okay, I have to be over it by now. And I wasn't. So I like slammed shut my, uh, or not even the 3DS, the OG Nintendo DS. I slammed shut the Nintendo DS and I could not get past that level without like my younger sister playing it at that point. So <laughs> I, it, I don't know if I'm still scared of it. I haven't played Super Mario 64 or, uh, the DS remake in many, many years. Um, but I have played like some other Super Mario games and whenever there's a boo or even like a slightly larger boo than normal, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> uh, Sam, why don't you go next? Yeah, so mine is uh, pretty laser specific to me, but uh, <laughs> when I was a kid and I was playing uh, Ocarina of Time for the first time, oh. uh, I got to the lake and uh, pretty quickly in succession before I was playing that section, I had watched it. I had watched Jaws, and I had read the book Meg, which is now a really crazy, dumb movie. Uh, So I was both uh, very afraid of sharks and very afraid that sharks were going to crawl up through my shower drain somehow and kill me, uh, because all of those ideas like gelled in my mind. Mm -hmm. So then you go into the uh, old scientist's house at the lake. And uh, if you dive down into the pond in his house, there's a goddamn shark coming out of the wall, uh, out of like a drain pipe. Oh, I remember that. And uh, I think that I'm still peeing myself (laughs) as we speak. Mm -hmm. You had a you had a terrible trifecta just go together. And then Ocarina of Time was like, hey, we have one of those. Yeah, the stars aligned. Just perfectly. Oh, uh, Carl, what do you got? Oh, uh, it being brought up is an interesting one because uh, there's a particular scene in that movie, I think, where um, uh, like they're all eating, and then you know, um, <laughs> I've like re- repressed so much of this, but like at some point, <laughs> like the food is not what it seems, and then at one point, there's like a dead baby chick on someone's plate or whatever. Oh. Uh, and uh yeah i don't know why that in particular from it stuck with me and the rest of it was like all right whatever it's a spooky time uh because like i watched it on network tv as a kid uh mm-hmm. i should not have been allowed to i don't know why it was on during the middle of the day um but now like 
any scenes in games this happens a lot i think in like rpgs or like atmospheric like i don't know like fantasy stuff where like people are at a meal and there's tension like even if it's not scary <laughs> tension like automatically makes me worry so much sure. that there's gonna be some sort of terrifying turn uh yeah it's just like oh no this feast is starting to get a little angry um <laughs> What terrifying supernatural horror will we experience now? So, also pretty specific, I think, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So, did you play Resident Evil 7? I was going to ask it. <laughs> I, I have not. <laughs> but the Resident Evil series definitely does have a lot of, uh, yeah, like... Dining room upstairs. tables mm-hmm. and <laughs> people mm-hmm. sitting around them and eating. At them. <laughs> I cannot play the Resident Evil games. Ah, uh, well, that is why you should watch me play them. Oh, <laughs> I I love watching people play like the Silent Hills and Resident Evils of the world. Look, my body was not built for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what uh, what scary uh, thing that is not supposed to be scary do you have for I've us? I've been kind of struggling, trying to think of something specific. Oh, are but, you, and I, I are you the strongest? Of, I can't think of something like I'm sure there is and that I'm just drawing a blank, but what I've come up with is the first thing that really made me feel that sheer terror while you're gaming. The one where you, like, you f- sort of feel that tightness come up through your stomach into your chest, you know? Mm-hmm. And as silly as it is, it is that goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog underwater <laughs> running out of oxygen. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That probably took more years off of my life when I was, like, <laughs> under 10 than any other thing I can think of. That, uh, like, my hands are, like, shaking just thinking about that music. A lot of people just agreed with you. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, and then the only other one I could think of that was comparable <laughs> was uh, Red Dead Redemption 1. There was all kinds of great, like, intentionally scary stuff in that game. But nothing shot a pure bolt of ice-cold terror through my heart. Like, getting off your horse in the middle of the plains out of nowhere and hearing the jaguars. Or the the mountain lions. Because if you heard the mountain lion scream, you were already dead. Like, (laughs) you couldn't get back to the horse in time. That motherfucker was going to pull your throat out. Oh, yeah. yep. It was hair-raising. No getting around that. (laughs) <laughs> very good very good well thank you for that question martin freepaw uh our next question comes from friend of the show crow morbid um let's see which of your favorite games would be the worst to have made into a feature film oh. um, mine has already been done uh resident evil films are not good <laughs> oh, <laughs> I will stand by that. Um, hey, but you know what? Good for him. They're moving on to ruin Monster Hunter. Yep. <laughs> so just mm-hmm. keep 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 the Capcom films just getting bad. Um, I will say though, I think another bad movie idea uh, of my fa- favorite uh, uh, video games um, would probably have to be like. Uh, like I, they haven't done it yet, and I think a, a Zelda game would be terrible, or excuse me, a Zelda a Zelda film would be terrible. Yeah. Um, 
I can or, only imagine who they would cast for it, and it of the people Tom they usually <laughs> of the people they usually cast, Tom Holland being <laughs> chief among them, can, I think. Can I pitch that real quick though? Okay. Do it. What do you got? Okay. So Tom Holland, he's got the build for Link, right? Mm-hmm. Um Ron Perlman is absolutely Ganon. But the most important thing, the most important thing, is that Tom Holland doesn't speak at all. Yes. Uh, no he just lines. goes, ha! Huh, ha! <laughs> so who, so which, which link are we going with? Is it? Are uh, all have... of them. It's, oh. it's going to actually be a full series. Uh, Disney yeah. has already bought the rights. We're already coming up with a Zelda cinematic universe. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down. Mm-hmm. May I make a suggestion? No. And, uh, oh, well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Ron Perlman's getting pretty old. Uh-huh. I know this is outside the uh, box thinking. Maybe Steve Bannon as Gannon? Oh, you oh. brought something terrible into this. Bannondorf? Oh, no. Bannondorf. He's a giant pig monster. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it becomes it becomes worse when you think about the fact that Gannon is technically brown and oh, no. we're not oh, doing no. that. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's Hate very that. difficult territory. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, um no no Zelda movies, please. God damn. <laughs> uh let's see. Sam, what have you got? Uh, I want to uh, draw your attention over here to my uh, Japanese farming simulators. So you've got your Harvest oh. Moons. You've got your uh, your spinoff Stardew Valleys. Oh. Um, just imagine like three hours of just a kid with a backwards hat farming and trying to get girls to look at him. Oh, <laughs> While no. giving them like like large chunks of minerals as gifts. Oh, yeah. Occasionally there's like a ghost of a grandpa or something. No one's quite sure. There's a kappa in the lake. <laughs> that could be really funny, though. Yeah. Again, no dialogue, though. Mm. That's mm. crucial. Oh, that's true. Cause... Text only. It's not going to be a talkie. Oh, well, it'll be a silent movie? Yeah. Never mind. I'm coming around on it. <laughs> the main character in that never talks either, so it w- yeah. would it only be a silent movie on the part of the other actors and then the main star who is your farmer is just like nodding mm-hmm. and smiling at the camera it should just be a silent movie go back to the the subtitle placards okay <laughs> as long as they get that like text beeping during oh, it oh hmm. i'm in i don't, I don't know <laughs> I, never mind this movie needs to get made all right <laughs> oh no oh no what have we done Film execs, I know you're listening. <laughs> Reach out to uh, me. <laughs> uh, Carl, what have you got? Ooh, this is tough because I was going to say something simulator-wise, too. Like, I was thinking about Crusader Kings 2 and how, uh, like, impossible it would be to actually capture that, like, bizarre storytelling simulation experience mm-hmm. uh, in a movie. But then I thought it would be really funny that to think about, like, one of my, like, favorite puzzle games, uh, <laughs> which is Chime. I don't know if anyone's uh, heard, hmm. heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an older game, but, um, yeah, it's just a puzzle game where uh, there are just um, sound effects and, like, a slow symphony building as you start to, like, you know, get further through a level. Um, and the whole thing has a soundtrack, which was 
recorded by Philip Glass, uh-huh. uh, and each level is Whoa. just a different song. And yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, it's very like uh, meditative and soothing, but has literally no plot to speak of. So I, I just just imagining someone trying to make a, a feature length movie out of it, and it's just like a bunch of lights and sounds coming at you experimentally, <laughs> and people just like oh. walking out of the theater in a huff. Ooh, yeah. I, I kind of like that, though. Is it, is it, is, if it's a 3D movie, I'm into it. Oh, yeah. It enough plot to make a Lego movie out of literally nothing. <laughs> and, and it was I touching have, as hell. it was good, right? Yeah. <laughs> they also made a Battleship movie, so. That one's yeah. less touching. You know less, what, though? Yeah. That, less touching. That movie is, is a guilty pleasure of mine. It, oh, it's bad. It is capital B bad. But it's bad in a fun way. John's you just like a that. huge Rihanna fan. <laughs> uh, dude, come on, you're not a Rihanna fan. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, yeah true, true, true. Uh, a, what have you got, a, John? A. Um, <laughs> well, I was thinking of all these classic games that are, you know, plotless. Like, there's no way you could make a movie out of Mario Brothers. Oh, <clears throat> well, Double Drag. No, mm-hmm. no. Well, so Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, fuck. Uh, so I finally decided on. Something that almost certainly will be a movie at some point, and just fucking shouldn't be. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Well, Crash Crash Bandicoot is such a product of the 90s. Like, I I honestly kind of want to play the new one, and I've heard it's gotten pretty good reviews. But, like, if you could condense the entire 90s idea of radical dude, like, into one person... It's fucking Crash Bandicoot. I feel like <laughs> it would... You're right. It, it is going to become a movie at some point. It's almost entirely, like... It, it, it almost feels too late for it to be a movie, because it already oh. should have happened. Yes. But... But... Oh, no. Do you remember those Crash Bandicoot commercials with the guy in the Crash suit just doing crazy things? Oh, no, no, wait. Hold on. If we're getting live-action Crash Bandicoot... And it's just a dude in a felt crash bandicoot suit. I'm yeah. fucking 100% in. <laughs> but he's still spin kicking boxes and shit? Yes! I think the lesson here is that none of us can actually stick to any of our answers. Yeah. Oh, that's so good! Shout out, by the way, to the fact that we all chose games with either silent protagonists or with no protagonist at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> Tom Holland is Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> very, very, very good answers to that. Wait, hold question. on. I do want to ask one thing. Yes, hello. Who would you guys cast as Neocortex? Robert mm. Downey Jr. came to mind immediately. Oh, <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah. Ooh. Like, his whole persona fits Neocortex, I think. See, I was thinking, like, uh, what's it? Michael Shannon? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's weird it actually says here that they already cast elon musk wow (laughs) he's he's everyone's neocortex Mm -hmm. i'm gonna buck the trend and say henry cavill and have shirtless neocortex in a bath oh wow he has such a wide range it's true he does yeah the one thing they needed was to really sex up neocortex i thought so i've always thought you know what he's missing sex appeal i think he had it that forehead oh, wow. was just oh. on point for me, honestly. <laughs> the whole like head bigger than the body thing, mm-hmm. oh, no yeah. mu- no muscle mass to speak of. It's just perfect. 
Perfect. perfect for those with an elephantitis fetish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad we agree. Yeah. Uh, so our next question comes from a friend of the show, Marcy Neighbors at Shadowlith. Thank you so much for this question because I think it's going to be real fun. If you had to microwave one physical game from your collection to save your own life, which one would you choose? If we had to microwave it? Oh, yeah. You have to put it in a microwave to save your own life. As I look around, I cannot think of one. Um, <laughs> I, I think... own games that I actively dislike. There you go. So you yeah. have lots to choose from. <laughs> Yeah, um, I used to. Um, I I used to not really have easy access to like a Best Buy or any other you know uh, physical store to buy like actual good publisher games in. But there was like a local retail place that decided to just have like really bad games or really old ones. Oh, cool. Uh, so I did end up with like a lot of stinkers. But well, uh, what are you, let's let's get let's get the stinkers out of the way. Which uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, what do you? Well, let me see. It says one game. Does it say favorite? No, it says one physical game from your collection. So, mm-hmm. like, choose something good and or bad. Yeah. Put it in the microwave. Congratulations. Your life is saved. <laughs> if we can go bad, there was a, like, 4X game from the late 90s called, like, Malkari. Mm-hmm. And it was not great <laughs> and the the company that had made it like had taken a lot of like really derivative things from all these other 4x games uh like masters of orion but like implemented them all in kind of a bad clutch that just did not work for me uh and so yeah i like spent so much time because i'd like purchased it with like allowance money and it was like one of the first things i had bought it had cool space stuff on the front i was like i need to make this work problem must be me uh and like weeks later i was like no i think i just don't like this game i just don't think it works so yeah but i haven't had the heart to get rid of it but maybe a life-threatening situation is exactly what i would need um john what are you what are you getting rid of i I actually picked up my laptop and walked out to my gaming wall (laughs) so that i could look through stuff and if we're counting uh bad ones uh that's easy i have (laughs) i have a copy physical copy of fifa soccer 2003 for the playstation 2 (laughs) okay (laughs) right here in front of me something that is probably worth less money than the plastic that makes the box up uh, so I'm guessing I'd check that one in there. But if it had to be something that I enjoyed, I'm going to say it's also my PS2 copy of Final Fantasy XII, which okay. I liked. And then did that classic Final Fantasy move of, like, stopping playing the game for a few months. And mm-hmm. then you turn it back on, and it starts, and you look around, and you're like, I have no idea where the fuck I am. Or what what a magicite. Doing. But yeah, and so then I turned it back off and never played. But I did enjoy it. There you go. There you go. Sam, what have you got for us? Uh, I'm going to pick a game that I kind of like, but uh, not for the reason that you would expect. Uh, It would be Cooking Mama for the Wii. Uh, Just because the irony with the name, and it's just right there. (laughs) It's just right there. Yeah. (laughs) 
very good. Even even at the risk of death, you have to commit to a bit. Yeah, for sure. I would also throw my Super Nintendo copy of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula in there because that game is garbage. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> is it is it better or worse than Keanu Reeves' accent? Uh, my dude, it is a Castlevania clone uh, that. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, you play as Jonathan Harker. You've got... Uh, I don't... No, I'm not even going to go into it. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's rough. You do get attacked by dogs constantly. <laughs> uh, I remember that in the movie. Oh. Do you? No? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to choose the GameCube version of Evolution Worlds, which I just remembered existed. Um, it is this terrible, terrible RPG. I, to this day, do not know what the story was about, even though you cannot skip cutscenes in that game. (laughs) Um, and you have to watch them. I don't know what was going on. Um, I bought it kind of on a whim because I was, you know, going through the kind of, uh, anime JRPG phase and I wanted something resembling like a breath uh a breath of fire or something like that oh yeah um but this wasn't it and (laughs) if i truly had to chuck this into a microwave and never have to see it again and also have my life be spared so be it um (laughs) ign agrees with me they gave it a five out of ten um Some other places gave it some better scores, like a 7. I would not be as nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a, a 7 out of 10 in a lot of like gaming reviews is like a standard 5 out of 10. That, I guess that's fair. It is Game Informer. Um, <laughs> exactly. N- Nintendo Power, however, is lying to themselves by giving it a 4.3 out of 5. That is a. Wow. I, I do not agree uh, with that. And you are trying too hard to have Nintendo look at you like you are their child. It is wrong. <laughs> that is a wrong <laughs> assessment of that game. I'm sorry. GameSpy gave it a 2. I'd also give it a 2 out of 5. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, so yeah, bad game, not great. Play it anyway, though. See what I'm, <laughs> see what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, don't take my word for it. Live my pain. <laughs> Run, don't walk. Live my pain. Um, <laughs> that being said, we are um, gonna wrap it up for the question and answer segment. Thank you so much for sending in those questions. Um, as a like, as a as a as like a a cornerstone of the three year mark, I'm going to make this a new segment. I'm going to ask every week for some cool questions just to get to know our gamers and we're going to ask them i'm going to save some of these other questions for the next show so thank you so much for sending those in i will get to them next show um that being said it is time for us to move on to the segment of the show that i like to do which is the stories for this week We've got some interesting stories for this week, including uh, AOC's Twitch stream, some news involving Cliff Blasinski. He's back in the news. Can you fucking believe it? But <laughs> before we get there, uh, Sam, you had an interesting um, uh, piece of something that happened today. So uh, why don't you share that with us? What's going on? So this is probably going to be blown completely over by the time that this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. But uh, earlier today, Alex Hutchinson, who is the creative director for Google Stadia, uh, tossed out a tweet where uh, he was saying, essentially, uh, that streamers, uh, 
you know what? Here, I'll just read it. The real truth is the streamer should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be <laughs> buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Uh, which, like, on its face, they are copyright holders, right? Right. Absolutely. Am I cool to rant for a second? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that energy do, is what we need. Yes. Rant before me. you do, this should be pointed out that this was in regards to a further tweet that he had earlier um, regarding uh, DMCA's with uh, streamers getting their content pulled, uh, mostly because they're using music that they obviously shouldn't be using unfortunately um but in any case take it away sam so yeah uh, regarding the music uh, copyright that a hundred percent like that's gonna happen uh music copyright is so well litigated mm-hmm. like absolutely if you violate that you're gonna get taken down and on its face that's what he's saying about video games also you're using someone else's art and you're making money off of it uh but <clears throat> i'm just a small country lawyer uh over here (laughs) and uh that's not true anything that i say uh, can legally not be construed as advice and uh something like that (laughs) anyway uh i was talking to uh, a friend of ours earlier who uh just took his bar exam and hopefully will be doing well uh and i was asking him basically uh is this not just fair use uh and what we were talking about with it is if you watch TV, uh, if you watch a stream and the person is streaming a television show, you're going to see the television show. Mm-hmm. If they're streaming music, you're going to hear the music. If they're streaming uh, a football game, you're going to see that football game, an audiobook, so on and so forth, right? But if you watch someone streaming a video game and they never touch the controller, you're just looking at a, load, or a title screen, right? Hmm. So the actual interaction with the game is what people are watching. It's not the game itself. So since that's transformative, it makes sense that it would be fair use, right? And Ah. there's also the streamer's reactions. There's the streamer talking to chat. All of these things are not part of the art. Uh, They are additive, uh, which in my humble legal opinion now uh, i've 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 also come back around and you can say that this is legal advice uh <laughs> you should be good under fair use um th- it's interesting because uh there's only been one real dmca strike against a streamer uh and it's when uh good old pewdiepie dropped the end bomb uh mm. and blizzard said uh hey we don't want overwatch associated with you and they <laughs> they gave him a season desist or a, a dmca strike for uh copyright infringement of their game uh but he just did it so like it never went to court there was never any anything um so there's literally like no precedence for video games and there you have it i so now that you've um uh gone through that rant for us and i appreciate it because i <laughs> was looking at this tweet like there's something there there's some bubbling idea there but he's just not quite hitting it and i don't know what it is and it's and it's exactly as you say um when you enter a stream you're not just watching the video game you're watching some dude or some lady who's playing the video game who's (laughs) interacting with you like who's giving you the experience of the stream, not of the game. I would go so far as to say that is 
more so like that is the prime <laughs> I don't the streamers that I watch I do not watch them because of the games they're playing or because they're good at video games right I watch the streamer because the streamer is fun to watch right and to to some other point Mr. Uh, Alex Hutchinson of Google Stadia <laughs> of all fucking places <laughs> Um, I would argue that the streamers might be doing you a favor because I can count uh, maybe on my fingers because I don't buy a lot of video games because uh, I'm poor, but um, I can count the amount of times that I have uh, bought a video game based on someone else playing it on stream or the amount of times I was like, oh. this looks like a fun game. I'm going to go play it right now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean people pick up that experience from a streamer and then they go buy your art. So even more so than that, I, I, I would, I mean, I don't buy a game unless I watch someone play it with, with very few exceptions. Like there's some <laughs> games that I'm just anticipating and I know I'm going to get, but like I would say 90% of the games I've purchased, I've purchased because I heard of it or somebody told me about it and I went and watched somebody play it, whether it be mm -hmm. on Twitch or YouTube. Correct. And I said, oh, yeah, this is definitely up my alley. You know? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that interactivity is, like, a it, it's an extra dimension of, like, how you peruse and how you choose media. Because uh, with other things, like, you know, you can take someone's word for it on, you know, the feel of, you know, an album or a movie or something. You can, you know, uh, listen to a single or watch a trailer or whatever but like a video game trailer is not going to give you the experience of being in the in the seat and actually playing it so yeah. you know the closest you get is streamers and you know that also might give you other information that that, that helps out on that so it, it totally makes sense to me that like it actually does end up functioning as like a really good vehicle for um you know actually yeah not almost a try before you buy but like it's really just sort of like it's a kind of an advertising engine of its own for sure it's, exactly. it's word of mouth but without needing to physically be mouth to mouth uh, it totally is you you think that like fall guys or among us would have hit the popularity that they have without the streams Absolutely. among us has been out Zero since 2018 games. yep <laughs> and fall guys like that was their big strategy too right yeah yeah, yeah they gave out like 20,000 copies to streamers before they even launched yeah among Us in particular is the, like, culmination of why Alex is wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally been out for two years and has only just become the kind of talked about video game of 2020, aside from Fall Guys and maybe some other few. Um, it's, it's very clear that streaming has a place in helping video games grow. And it's fun. The, there's a funny follow-up from this where some you know he sarcastically responds to somebody i was thinking of pitching this to the nfl they should uh, let me broadcast the games for free and add my own commentary and be happy that i'll introduce people to the sport and then they'll buy merchant tickets uh the nfl's doing this right now that's yeah that's what <laughs> they're, happens they're paying streamers on twitch to stream NFL games because their viewership was flagging because of, you know, everything. Right. And <laughs> to, to, to that point, though, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can get NFL games without having cable, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what the, 
Yeah, I think like football as a sport was built around advertising as a model. Yeah. So, yeah. The Super Bowl has a huge section where they're like, okay, here's your time for ads. Yeah. <laughs> well, and most most of all these other types of media, like Sam had mentioned earlier, are just consumption media. He's he's You don't interact with a football game. You just consume it. You Correct. observe it. Yell at your screen. He's, you're just completely negating this entire... You know, interactivity fact, which is sort of the core point. Amen. We're all religious here. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. 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 All right. Well, Alex, I'm sorry to say, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got schooled by yeah. some streamers and a fucking podcaster. How do you feel? Can't <laughs> can't relate yeah. to your uh, Google Stadia correct uh, creative director experience. But and you know let's what? be honest, the guy who's running Google Stadia not doing a great job. <laughs> no, it's a great I, idea. I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but uh, proof's in the pudding. Know what I'm saying. Again, <laughs> mate. So there you go, Alex Hutchinson, the wrongest person on earth right now. <laughs> um, so let's move on to uh, a, a little bit more fun of a story, um, which involves again Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, so uh, Representative uh, Alexia Ocasio Cortez hosted a huge Twitch stream where she played Among Us with some familiar friends, drawing in roughly four hundred and twenty thousand concurrent That's viewers insane. during a three and a half hour stream uh aoc was joined by representative ilhan omar as well as twitch personalities like pokemon uh dr lupo and jack septic aoc used her first time on twitch uh streaming platform to promote voting which you should all certainly do especially if she asked you to do so while playing video games <laughs> um so i mean First of all, AOC rocks, and mm-hmm. I truly, I did tweet at her once to come on my show, and she did not answer me. But that's, oh, <laughs> never mind, that's canceled. Truly, no, it's okay. I, I'll have her someday. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I mean, there's been a lot of effort, especially this year, to get the vote out. Right? We all we want people to vote, um, and I think one of the best things you can do with video games especially if you're a twitch streamer is just let your audience know you should be voting and thank god that she didn't get too absorbed in finding out who was sus to <laughs> actually let all these uh, roughly again 420,000 viewers uh know you should be voting and I, I truly appreciate that it's just such a nice little heartwarming story absolutely I actually caught a little bit of that stream uh, just about the time that her and uh, Ilan Omar were the uh, the killers together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like AOC was running around and faking tasks, and Ilan Omar was just slit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... I got sucked into it right away. Uh, mm-hmm. I was super excited to see what would happen. And uh, I was actually in our Discord. I was uh, pretty ranty again um, <laughs> about it because, like, it was put together so amateurishly and it worked so well. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, just little stuff like, there, you know, her um, 
coming soon screen. There's no music. It's just like silence and like a two second GIF playing over and over again uh, for like 15 minutes. And <laughs> like numbers are going crazy already. Uh, there was a follower notify uh, notification that kept going off the entire time with oh, 400,000 people in there. And like I was just waiting for it to crash, you know. Uh, and it it uh, they did take it down when um, some people with very inappropriate names followed. Oh. Uh, but um, but it was Oof. it was so cool watching her um, do the technical side by herself. Like very obviously, she was fixing yes. things on the fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's I was actually telling Carl uh, while I was watching it. That like the whole point of this is for us to see her as like an everyday person, and I like her a thousand percent more than I did before I started watching this. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. it worked a hundred percent. Yeah, super relatable. Yeah, it's almost. I mean, how can I put it without sounding like super condescending? It's <laughs> almost really like surprising when people reveal that they like video games and they happen to be. Uh, uh, popular or uh, in in the public eye and somehow um, yeah. when it came out that like you know there's the rumor or the fact now I guess that uh, Henry Cavill was late for the Superman audition because he was playing World of Warcraft yeah yeah, um, yeah. you know <laughs> Vin like Diesel's obsession with like D and D and stuff right yeah. like it's very it's very um surprising in a very strange kind of way but in a in a nice way when you see these people interacting with video games and um the whole reason uh, well one big reason why I wanted AOC on was because she had just started like the rest of the world uh, playing uh, Animal Crossing during the pandemic yeah. when it was kind of just ramping up in March. And I wanted to know everything that she thought about the game <laughs> right then and there. I wanted to know, like, I wanted to pick her brain about so many different things. And she never got back to me. <laughs> but she, it, I, I have a second chance. She's a Twitch streamer now. There yeah. you go. I remember her tweeting... Uh, at the beginning of this year, about hitting silver rank in League of Legends. Yeah, that and I that did was, not see. You didn't see that? No, uh, you can Google like AOC League of Legends, and she tweets about hitting silver rank level eighteen in League of Legends and how excited she was. Amazing. It's, so I, it it seems like less of a. I mean, obviously to get out the vote, it was a promotional thing, but like, there's no pandering going on. Right. She's a she's a gamer. She yeah. plays video games. <laughs> yeah, it did also just feel like, I mean, you know, she was playing with a lot of big name streamers, uh, which is kind of its own weird, like, hierarchical thing mm-hmm. uh, that we don't necessarily need to get into. It's like worlds meeting and colliding or whatever. Yeah. Um, it is very weird to see those worlds, like your ultra uptight <laughs> politics and your crazy ass Twitch streamers colliding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it really got me thinking, though, about, like, the way that we're going to be interacting with politicians moving forward versus the way that we interact with them now. Uh, Cause I think like, uh, you know, there was talk of like Joe Biden opening up his like animal crossing Island mm-hmm. for people to visit oh, and stuff. And I'm Lord. like, there's, there's no way that he's managing his own animal crossing. No, I don't pandering. know. I don't know if he's ever turned on a switch. I saw at the end of it that like uh, the Trump campaign was saying they were going to do something similar. And I'm like, okay, now it's like this weird, yeah. like it, it, this weird new battlefront in their culture war. Uh, it's going on. Uh, Island measuring contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. This this did not bear any of that like weird luggage or like right. artificiality. Uh, it was just like, oh, we're 
I mean, streaming itself is like a very candid, I feel, in, in certain senses. Like you can't fake a reaction as easily, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. So it was just, it just felt very relatable in a very, uh, yeah, like a very unexpected way to me. And I'm like, is this how, like, is this how politicians now, like, reach out to people, you know, uh, versus like more staged events or, you know, um, things that we typically associate with an older generation? Like, is this the generational divide? They know that video games get the get the word out, and so they yeah. want to yeah. they want to be a well, part of it. Well, with the youth in particular, I mean, that's the whole thing. Yes, that is true. Yeah, you're right, I, Carl. I will say this though: you're going to tell me that you, if Donald Trump did an Animal Crossing island, you wouldn't go visit it out of sheer morbid curiosity. I mean, the limit on visitors is like eight, so you'd have to wait in line for hours, and I don't want to be hanging out with people who would be that excited about going, unless they're all trolls like me. Like, you know he's going to have barbed wire fences and shit. (laughs) Oh my god. I would, I'll I'll just get the notes later. I'll just look it up later. (laughs) Someone will have have streamed it for me, and I'll just go watch the stream. Right, Alex? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... Uh, so that's, uh, that's that story. A very heartwarming, lovely story. Hopefully AOC, uh, Twitch streams more. I'm gonna pop in there and be like, hey, you wanna be on a podcast? And she's gonna be like, sure. And it's gonna be a dream come true. I'll have all my bucket list podcast, uh, uh, people on. Adel Rafai, AOC. I'll make another one. <laughs> rule, rule, rule of threes is important. Yes, rule yeah. of threes. <laughs> that being said, let's move on and, maybe breeze through this quick story about cliff blazinski because i've spoke about him way too much on this podcast and i don't <laughs> want i i don't want to say his name anymore um so <laughs> cliff blazinski is once again in the news this week due to the fact that he has again floated the idea of returning to the gaming business back in 2018 blazinski swore off making video games and spoke candidly about the shutting down of boss key blazinski's old studio uh, Blazinski also spoke earlier this year citing the game Lawbreakers as a failure due to quote-unquote woke politics. Now, in recent Facebook post, uh, Blazinski seems to once again want to enter the gaming world, but that qu- he quite hasn't said much of substance uh, aside from the fact that he wants to perhaps make a little game citing smaller games he is in love with like fall guys and among us (laughs) um so in my opinion what he sees is oh these are very popular games i should do one too um much like uh although i did like radical heights much like radical heights he i think he he's trying to enter a market that he hasn't been in before Mm-hmm. And he wants to get some of the action. Um, now, I, I would argue also that Fall Guys and to some extent Among Us are like Battle Royale games. And he did already try that and it didn't work. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, stay away. It, it's really interesting that those are um, what he's trying to emulate because both Fall Guys and Among Us and like Spelunky 2 and all of these games that are very popular right now mm-hmm. are games that are made of uh by tiny teams of very passionate people right who like are going to take chances because they really want to do this right and uh it's really odd that blazinski thinks that that's him yeah it's (laughs) it's yeah well it's strange to me because like so i i'm not like i haven't really followed his career that closely closely in so far that like 
I played Game or Gears of War, and I never really stuck with any of the other games after that. I thought Gears of War was enough. Like, okay, I get what they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, I will, I will respect that. Like, it did a lot of things well. Um, you know, it, I felt like they polished up a lot of cool mechanics that like were kind of coming into play during that time. And and I, and I mean, I'm sure it's had a lot of influence moving forward. But I was like, I would never call him like a visionary. Uh, right. I, I I see him as like probably someone who was treated like like an, a video game auteur but definitely i don't know see someone who just like made solid or made a solid game made a career out of that and probably like those further games were solid too but like i don't know i i've been like r- attracted to like weird strange stuff uh or like you know yeah people who take chances like the developers of yeah fall guys are among us a lot i'm like mm, no i don't think i don't think you're in that league yeah um even when he did do bosky and he did lawbreakers and uh um uh, I just said it, Radical Heights, mm-hmm. um, it didn't seem like he was doing anything, like, new or superlative. <laughs> he was kind of copying uh, kind of the, uh, um, like, the Overwatch formula with Lawbreakers or the, um, oh, shoot, what's the other game called? Like Apex Pub- Legends. Yeah. Um, you know, there were people of multi-ethnic uh, ethnicities and, they were on teams and it was a shooter and every person had like their own, uh, you know, abilities and it was a shooter. And <laughs> that's kind of all it had going for it. Um, mind you, I did really enjoy Lawbreakers. I actually thought it was a pretty decent game. Um, but I mean, he, first of all, he blamed it immediately on politics. Yes. Um, and then tried to like walk it back a little bit and was like, it's also like bad marketing. Jeez, guys. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine, we get it. The game wasn't great. Um, same thing with Radical Heights. He just kind of tried to um, push into a market where there were already tons of Battle Royale games. Two of them were rising to the top and the rest were kind of flopping. Um, maybe three, actually, now that I think about it. But anyway, um, the one thing I will say, again, having enjoyed Radical Heights, like I liked your games, Blazinski, <laughs> um, is that I think... I think there there just needed to be just that little bit extra push, right? The um, Radical Heights had a really interesting system to it, where you uh, it, it was kind of marketed as like those old '80s game shows. Um, everything was really neon and bright, and the costumes were very '80s. Um, and you'd have to like spin wheels, and it was it was cool. It was a good idea, um, yeah. but it was still just a battle royale game. Um, it didn't, it, it, it didn't try to do anything. It didn't scare up like Fortnite or PUBG into being like, oh, we should do that too. Um, it was, it, it just was what it was. And mm-hmm. now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Dustbin of history. Uh, I don't mean to be that. I, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't mean it's, to be that rude, but I, no, as no, soon as right. I saw the, the woke politics thing, which I did not. I did not know about at the time about lawbreakers. I was like, there's an alarm going off in my head right. that was labeled performative. Cause it's like, come on. <laughs> like, and like, don't insult, don't insult gamers like that. I mean, there are definitely problems in the gaming community, uh, things that need to be worked on, but like, don't just paint everyone with a broad brush by saying like, they're not ready for multi-ethnic casting in video games right. when other people were doing it, like without question. And it's like, this is just the thing we're doing. Like, you know, uh, it felt so, I don't know. It his attempt to look woke just looked super regressive. Mm-hmm. So, 
Any last words before I take us out of here? I don't think so. Putting putting the car in drive. Any, any last words? <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, I'm ready to ride. We're oh, peeling yeah. out. All right. Here we go. Closing time. Um, we are moving toward the end of the show, so each of you must give us a recommendation. Just one, please. Just one recommendation. One game recommendation that my listeners should be on the lookout for or pl- be playing right now. So, what have you got, Sam? Uh, so I have been playing this game called Other Side, uh, with a C, like homicide. Uh, it is very bizarre to explain, but essentially it's like an XCOM style tactics game, but it's also a roguelike, but it has the like opaque lore of Dark Souls where like nothing really makes sense, but you can read about it all day. Uh, it's visually beautiful. It's in like a grayscale uh, with only red or yellow and colorblind mode uh, as an accent uh, color. And it's just like super engrossing, super fun, visually very cool. It's it's like a little Victorian. I don't I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. I'm <laughs> loving it right now. Okay. Sam, I talked to you about how much I love XCOM. You never mentioned this game to me? Uh, no, intentionally. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right. With intentions. Uh, John, since you spoke up, why don't you go next? <laughs> well, um, if you've got uh, PS Now, they've added a bunch of really good, like, old-school Japanese RPGs. So if, like, that's your mm. thing, check it out. Wild Arms is, is really fun. But in terms of stuff that's imminent, uh, I don't need to tell anybody to be on the lookout for this, but I am super fucking hyped for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. From the uh, early impressions I've read of it, they've kind of leaned even heavier into the RPG elements from uh, the previous two incarnations. Uh, They brought back the the base building mechanic from uh, Black Flag. Mm. And, uh, oh man, I'm I'm very hyped for this game. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Carl, how about you? Oh boy, uh, this is not a new game, but it's, uh, I think it's appropriate because we're in spooky season with Halloween coming up. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this game called The Shrouded Isle, uh, where you are the high priest of a dark god in a small community, and there are like five houses that make up the community that are, you know, families, and, uh, your god has charged you with, uh, appeasing it. Uh, and part of that is actually sacrificing some of your own villagers who are believed to be, like, uh, guilty of mortal sins in this god's eyes. Uh, it's very Call of Cthulhu-y, but, like, you are one of those, like, brainwashed people. Uh, there is, like, a pretty intense mechanic kind of underneath it, but uh, it's so steeped in, like, just this really good atmosphere. It's another, like, smaller indie game, so it's, uh, you know, um, pretty heavy on stylistic but not complicated graphics or anything like that uh yeah it's just very very interesting very cool feel very good very good um i'm going to recommend my friend pedro um it it is exceedingly violent and i love it um (laughs) that's truly all i have to say about it i think it's uh I, i i don't really know what's going on with the story if there is one um but it's just like a good bit of turn your brain off just a little bit, maybe turn your brain down um, <laughs> and kind of just go on a little rampage for a while when you're feeling a little rampagey. Um, just uh, start up my friend Pedro 
and uh, have a have a good time. The banana talks to you. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, and finally, to finish off the episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet, and if you have anything else to plug, Sam. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash speed underscore dad. Uh, I play fun stuff all the time. Uh, every Saturday we have a community night where we play stuff with the audience. It's great. Uh, we just have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl. Ooh, uh, you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv underscore, or hashtag, not underscore. Copy and, copy and speed that here. Uh, yeah, uh, it's twitch.tv slash vulgartron, uh, V-U-L-G-A-R-T-R-O-N. Uh, still pretty new to it. Uh, that's also my handle on a lot of things like um, Steam and Instagram, uh, if you ever want to engage with me on that level for any reason. Uh, yeah, uh, still pretty new to the whole thing, but uh, yeah, trying to do spooky games and deep rock. So if you're interested in seeing dwarf mining, um, it's a good Excellent. place to do it. Perfect. John, you don't you don't twitch you know me. yeah i don't you know but though so i think i'm getting the inspiration so i'm probably gonna you know start up my own twitch stream and whatever it ends up being it'll be way better than sam's that's fair with blackjack and hookers <laughs> and but until then i guess i'll plug uh watch sam and carl stream they're good guys and I do also want to plug uh, Nancy going and fucking herself. Oh, <laughs> oh on a later note, the person that brought us together, uh, twitch.tv slash Shark Barkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's JPC. Uh, oh, he's yeah. got a pretty regular Twitch uh, uh, streaming schedule. You can probably find us hanging out in there along with a whole community of wonderful people. So, yeah. yeah. Check out uh, Hey Riddle Riddle. It's a, it's a super great podcast, too. And he's yeah. on it. And yeah, and come join the Shark Tank. Join the Shark well. Tank. <laughs> okay, come join the Shark Tank if you like to honk and have a strong stump. And you're 18 or older. And yes. 18 or older. Oh, God, 18 or older. Do, do not be a child. Do not. <laughs> That's our only rule. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, you can find me at Jace Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the weekly cooldown as well at WK Cooldown on Twitter. Be sure to visit the weekly cooldown Facebook page if I'm still using it. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to leave a review or a comment on Apple Podcasts. I've learned that you can't leave a comment without leaving a review. So if you have something to say, leave a fucking review. Be <laughs> sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our Humble Bundle for this week. And support your favorite charities and support the show. Our logo and art is by Corgian of Doghouse Esports. Follow him at Doghouse Corgian. D-O-G-O-D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E-C-O-R-G-I-A-N. It is a mouthful, but I <laughs> spell it for you each time. <sighs> Our intro and music is done by Zach Breider of Captive Portal. That is all for the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace. Sam. I'm Carl. Okay. <laughs> it right at. I'm John. I'm at twitch.tv slash speed underscore dad. There you wow. go. And that's, we'll right. that's my full you. name. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.